Amen. Good morning once again, everybody. Oh, let's try it again. Good morning. All right, awesome. It is so good to see God's house full this morning in the middle of the summer. Praise God for that. It's been a great morning uh, so far, man, between VBS kids up here and there's more to come and uh, baptisms, the cuteness factor in this church just went way up, just went way up. So we're really uh, thankful for that. If you are new today, if you are visiting again, welcome. We are so glad that you are here. We love new people at Hope. We expect new people at Hope and that's why we exist. And so uh, speaking of kids, and cuteness and all of that, uh, you've, we've probably told you by now, we had a pretty incredible week. Thank God that the building is still standing. Uh, nothing fell down. It, the building didn't burn down. We had an awesome, awesome week. So just again, a huge thank you to all the, the staff and the volunteers uh, and all the kids for just being uh, awesome examples to us. You want to see the church be the church. This is why we look forward to VBS every single year because so often we're all, you know, serving in so many ways and you're an incredible church from that standpoint. But kind of once a year, it seems like at VBS, we all come together and you see all the different parts of the body working together. Some people love to be up front here and to be wild and crazy and goofy. And I don't know who would, would dress like, you know, like an Olympic athlete and wear tights. I don't know what kind of a person would do that. But that's, you know, that's not for all of you. Um, but at the same time, the body of Christ is meant to be that all of us have different gifts. And so we saw that all the way from people that are uh, working with the kids directly as shepherds to, to craft leaders, to song leaders, to being a fool for Christ uh, in the skits, to doing the Bible lessons, even our highly trained security team, which we are th so thankful for, whose primary job, and I'm happy to report that every week of EBS, every day of EBS, we ended the night with the same amount of kids that we started the night with. So praise God for that. That is good. That was a big, big accomplishment. So we're... <laughs> Some of you are like, that's weird. Well, that's why we have a safety team because we have a lot of high energy uh, kids here as well that their main job was, you know, not just to, to make this a, a safe place physically for the kids. I mean, we had a couple scraped knees and all that, but we want this to be a safe place spiritually for the kids. And this starts all the way from baptism, as we've seen this morning with little Mateo, all the way up through our Hope Kids program that's going on right now for school-age kids, all the way to Power Life, our junior high program, and Ignition, our high school program, which we're going to kick off here in just a few weeks in September as well. We want this to be a safe place spiritually. And what do I mean by that? That they are going to have a blast learning about Jesus. It is going to be a blow-the-roof-off kind of fun experience for them every single week because we want them to know that this is a fun place. And not just fun, but that they may never express this. But what it means to be safe spiritually is that your children, whether they're in the nursery or Hope Kids or wherever they are, whether they actually say it or not, they know deep down inside, here I'm loved. Here I'm valued. Here I'm not going to get bullied. Here I'm not going to get picked on. Here I can learn about Jesus in a safe, encouraging atmosphere. And most importantly, here I am a priority. Here I am a priority. In fact, we see that all throughout Scripture. Jesus is lifting up kids. That's why we do what we do. Some of you are like, why do you go to so much work and, and do all this? You have an Olympic flame on your stage. You better believe we do, right? It wouldn't be the Olympics without the flame, right? And so Friday night, and, and then again early on Saturday morning, uh, I was here working 
for a while, and I came up here and I just sat on the stage, and then because I'm not 20 anymore, I laid on the stage from this week of EBS, and two things crossed my mind. Two things crossed my mind. Number one, uh, exactly that, I am not 20 anymore. Olymp- even Olympic dude gets really sore and tired sometimes, and it's, it's hard to keep up with all the kids and their energy. It was so worth it, though. So number one, I am exhausted, and number two, and this one caught me off guard. You ever have those moments where God just speaks and he kind of gets your attention out of nowhere and he gives you what you need to hear, not just what you want to hear? And I felt like God say, John, you haven't had that much fun in a long time. And I'm not talking about just like happiness. I'm not talking about just like laughing, like, oh, that was fun, and now back to our serious life. I'm talking about deep, like, uncontainable, laugh out loud joy. I laughed so much this week. And you should have heard your kids laughing as well. It was an incredible week. There are people in this church that you are sitting next to right now that you would look at and say, I I could never see them dancing. There is no way that they could ever bust a move, and yet they dance the night away every single night. It's like this inner child comes out of all of us. And I was going through some videos this past week and I saw a couple weeks ago and I saw this one. I'm like, I have to show this because it ties in so well with the week after VBS, the weekend after VBS, because this is exactly what happened to so many of you. And some of you, as you were watching the kids this morning, your foot was tapping and your head was nodding and like, can I do this in church? Can they? Yeah, absolutely you can do this in church. We just wrapped in church. This video is exactly what happened to some of you as your inner child was discovered and you found the joy of the Lord once again. Let's take a look. But isn't that true? That's what happened to you this week. I'm like watching some of you going, you're just a regular old usher. No, you're not. You busted a move. I I watched some of you this week and let me just say this. Some of us should never dance in public. Just never. (laughs) Including, I'm putting myself at the front of that line too. Never, never again. But for Jesus, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Amen? Amen. And here's the thing. I watched you this week, and I watched some of you right now watching that video. And this is way deeper than giggles, people. This is way deeper than that. You just lit up. Why did you light up? Why did you light up? I think, I think our hearts long for that again. Not to be five, although that would be fun for a day, but... Not to just dance, but to experience Christianity the way that it was meant to be experienced, full of joy and passion and freedom to be yourself and to express yourself, whether that be in worship or through the way that you live your life, free of the need to have it all together. In fact, I was watching the kids this week and I was reminded That again and again in the Gospels, we see these encounters where Jesus actually lifts up kids as the primary example of what it looks like to live into the kingdom of God. I'm not talking about, oh, like a fun little sideshow or, oh, that's a cute thing for those of you that are young parents and have small children. Oh, that's a cute thing we do once a year. No, I'm ta- Jesus is lifting kids up as an example of what it means to have a mature faith in the kingdom. Not childish, childlike. And there is a big difference. Jesus lifts them up. And so I'm thinking that maybe some of you right now are feeling a little stuck in your faith these days. 
Some of you maybe feel like you've kind of just hit a plateau and you're just coasting and there's not a lot of joy or excitement or energy. You remember when there was, oh, back when I was in church and we did VBS and all the kids and because that's how we all talk or something. I don't know. What about now? What about right now here today? Can you have the joy of the Lord? Can you experience a childlike faith again? I want to look at one of those stories with you, and maybe, just maybe, the answer to your deep spiritual questions today is closer than you think. Jesus says, watch the kids. Watch the kids. Watch and learn. If you want to see some spiritual depth and honest prayers, walk back to the tech booth. In the front there is a prayer wall, and kids could write anything that was on their heart. Check that out sometime. These kids are pouring out their heart to God. It's real, it's genuine, and it's true. So if we want to learn what it means to be mature in our faith, Jesus says, watch the kids. And that's what we're going to do today. If you have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 10. We're going to start at a little different place than our scripture reading today. Mark chapter 10. So if you don't have your Bibles, again, grab one on the way out. That's our gift to you. If you have it on your phone, great. Again, open to Mark chapter 10. The reason we say bring your Bibles every week is our desire is that you would be self-feeders, And what I mean by that is that you would not open the Bible once a week, but you would open it every single day, and that our job is to not read the Bible for you, it's to equip you to read the Bible for yourself, right? So Mark chapter 10, uh, and we're actually going to start in verse 13. So Jesus is teaching to the crowds, and we read this. If you can picture this scene, Jesus is, uh, excuse me, it says, people were bringing the little children to Jesus to have him touch them and bless them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. So let's stop there for a second. The disciples, although they're always messing it up, you have, to under, you have to give them a little bit of grace and understand the situation. Jesus is growing in popularity. They're starting to understand more and more that Jesus is the son of God. He's got a lot to do. He's got to save the world in three years. And here's Jesus and all these Kids are coming up to him and hanging out, and I have to imagine the disciples are thinking, Jesus, you don't have time for this. You probably have more important, like, adult things to do, you know, like lead an in-depth Bible study or have a church council meeting or something more important, right? Definitely not hanging out with kids. And we read that Jesus was indignant, not mildly upset. Agonokteo is the Greek word here for indignant. Everybody say, agonokteo. Agonokteo, which kind of translates as to feel deeply afflicted, and deeper than that, if you dig into the, the root and the origin of the word, it means to be deeply inflicted from the inside, from the inners. This isn't like, oh, I'm mad. It's like something is welling up deep from within inside of me. I am so hurt. I am so saddened by this. This word comes out a couple times. It comes out when Jesus is flipping over the tables in the temple because people are taking advantage of God's house. It comes out again when we're talking about kids. Jesus is passionate about kids more than anything else in that moment. The story continues in verse 14, and let's read together what Jesus says to the disciples and how he responds to them. And sorry about our set over here. Just do the best you can with this. Let's read it together from verse 14. Jesus says, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And then Jesus continues and even adds on, Truly I tell you, 
Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child, hear this, will never enter it. He's not beating around the bush here. This is straight shooting from Jesus. It is very hard to miss. God is passionate about kids. God is passionately in love with kids, whether they're in the church or whether they're running the streets this morning in our neighborhood. God is passionately in love with kids. And if we are going to be a church after God's own heart, if we are going to be a church that looks more and more like Jesus all the time, then this has always and will continue to be a place where kids are celebrated, where kids are loved, where kids are cared for, and where kids are lifted up. Not pushed to the side. Not, oh, you'll, you'll grow up one day and then you can be a part of the church. The children led us in worship this morning. Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, Scripture says, but set an example. And that's what they did this week. Kids, I've always been a priority. In fact, I love this quote by C.S. Lewis. I just want to put this over the front of our building or something like that. C.S. Lewis once said, children are not a distraction from the main thing. They are the main thing. And they will always be in this church. We love your kids, and we want this to be a safe place for them. God says, look at the children. And this morning, I want to give you a few reasons why I think Jesus lifts up the kids. Among many, I just want to highlight a few key reasons why Jesus says, watch the kids and make them a priority. Number one, if you're taking notes at home, if you're keeping score on your bulletin there, number one, they hold nothing back. They have passion. Everybody say passion. From the moment the kids walked in the building this past week, I wish you could see it. They were literally like jumping out of the cars, not like as they're moving, but once the car had stopped, the kids were jumping out of the cars and they were running through the lobby. They were so excited, uh, you know, with their VBS shirts on and coming in and everything like that. And they were, I saw some kids so excited to be here that he heard the music when he walked in the door and he started like sashaying like this through the lobby. Like, when's the last time you walked into church like that, right? Watch the kids, right? They come in here and when they hear the music, they just like, it's all of a sudden it's like dance break, you know? Like you'll just see kids dancing at random times or eating their snack or whatever it is, craft time. They'll just start like, they'll just stand up on their chair and just start dancing in the middle of snack time. Watch the kids. They're passionate. Let's talk about the skits for a second. Those of us that had the opportunity to be in the skits or help write the skits, your, chil- your children were so gracious to us. Because let's just say no Academy Awards were won this week. Um, Sometimes we didn't know exactly what would come out. But these kids just thought everything was hilarious. They just laughed and laughed. And if you go your entire adult life and never hear kids belly laugh in church, folks, you are missing out. Aren't giggles the best? We need way more giggling at church. Not happiness, but folks, this is the joy of the Lord. They're passion. And I think I realized, as I was thinking about this, why all that's possible. Because for most of these kids, they haven't yet started believing the lie that there's any other opinion that matters except the one who made them. And something shifts as we grow up and as we become adults. We become aware And I'm not saying we want them to just say young and innocent the whole time. I'm saying so many other voices creep in that tell us who we should be. And if you're not smart enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, wealthy enough, 
live in the right part of town, go to the right school, have your kids behave a certain way, have your kids be in certain activities. All these voices start creeping in. These kids understand that they can live out and they can sing and they can clap and they can dance and not worry about what everybody else thinks. Some of you might be saying, yeah, John, you know, that's awesome, that's great, this is cute, you know, once a year we have the VBS kids come up and sing and everything, but that's not for me. This is all for you wild and crazy people that love to jump around and have lots of energy and excitement, and I'm sure you're all extroverts. For the, for the record, I am a raging introvert. I love my alone time. But something comes out in me once a year for VBS, and I just go nuts, and I don't know what got into me this week. I think it's the Holy Spirit. I think it's the joy of the Lord. Have you ever wondered, when we talk about being passionate for Jesus, what you saw up here this morning is one way to be passionate. That's just the outside. You ever wonder when writers and authors and, and people talk about the final days and hours of Jesus' life, they call it the passion? Why Mel Gibson's movie is called The Passion of the Christ? Nothing really wild and crazy and exciting about Jesus sweating blood in the Garden of Gethsemane or getting flogged or getting nailed to a cross. What's that all about? If you dig a little bit deeper into the root of that word, in fact, the Latin roots of the word passion translate much truer to surrender or sacrifice. So the next time you say, oh, Children's ministry isn't for me. VBS isn't for me. I could never be that passionate. Yes, you can. Is your heart open? Is your heart fully surrendered? Is your heart all in? Way more than energy, Jesus is looking for passion. That's a heart thing. Energy is an outward expression of that. And let me just say this. As much as I feel like I should be like preaching at you, I am just thanking you this morning. We are so thankful for you because you are a passionate church. That's the number one thing I hear when people come or they visit from out of town or whatever and they just come and they, they're kind of a, they come in and experience this in a third person sort of view. They're not regularly a part of our community here. That's the number one I hear pe- thing I hear people say. Man, people are excited to be there. Man, people are excited to serve. Man, your congregation is passionate. And I just want to thank you for that. Not just for all those of you that volunteered at VBS and your passion for these kids. I'm talking about every single week, those of you that serve breakfast, those of you that, that go out of your way to, to, to meet somebody new, those of you that are handing out bulletins at the door, those of you that are greeting people, those of you that after here that goes unnoticed when people come up for prayer afterwards and are quietly sitting and listening and ministering to people up here, those of you that are leading small groups and leading people into deeper discipleship, that's passion. Passion can look a lot of different ways. Watch the kids. Watch the kids. That's not the only thing we learn from them. Secondly, if you're keeping track, secondly, what we learn from the kids about how it, what it looks like to live in the kingdom is they listen and they receive. Write that down. They listen and they receive. Listening, like hearing it is one thing, right? But receiving it into your heart is a completely different thing. And those of you that were shepherds this week and had a whole bunch of squirrely, uh, undisciplined kids at times, or those of you that are just parents, you're like, are you serious? You're lifting up kids as a model of listening? I don't even know if my kids have heard anything I've said for the last five years, right? I can attest to that. Like, 
They listen. And here's how I know why, okay? I was teaching them about prayer one day. Well, every day we talk about prayer. And I was down here on the floor dressed like a hooligan. And um, I'm talking to them about prayer. I'm saying, boys and girls, you know, their attention span is like three seconds. So I got to keep it really short and really exciting because I don't want to bore anybody. And so I'm like, kids, boys and girls, do you know that we can pray to God anytime, anywhere? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we pray to God on Mondays? Yeah! Can we pray to God on Tuesdays? Yeah! And then I'm like, I think they get the point, right? We need to move on. And so I just stopped right there at Tuesday. And so I just go home and we go on our, our business. And one of our, our uh, volunteers that has a little boy in VBS came and told me the next day um, that her little boy came up to her and said, Mommy, do you know that we can't pray on Fridays? <laughs> and she goes, Honey, why is that? <laughs> And he said, well, because Olympic dude didn't say it. <sighs> Hashtag pastor fail right there. Just pastor. <laughs> so the next day I got to do a little theological cleanup. And so I'm back down here again. And I go, okay, boys and girls, can we pray to God on Mondays? Yeah, Tuesdays. And I go, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays. Oh, oh yes, we pray to God every day. So I, you go home and you ask that kid the next night, right? I don't want him learning that at VBS. He comes back the next day. And she said, you know, you know buddy, can we... Uh, can we pray on Fridays? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Olympic dude said so. Yeah, okay, good. She's right. watch what you say. And, you know, some of you are like, okay, they heard that, that's cute, you know, but they're listening. But do you know that they receive too? My three-year-old son, Caleb, invited his three-year-old neighbor to come who had never been to church before. And he came every single day, and he absolutely loved it. And we heard the other night that he was with his relatives, which are, I don't know, atheists, want nothing to do with Jesus, and he was telling them all about the Bible stories that he learned this week. <laughs> Three-year-old evangelist. We lift up the kids as examples. I was driving them home in the van. <laughs> I just feel bad for people that are like looking over, and I'm like dressed like an Olympian with my headband and really good, and I'm driving these two little three-year-olds home, and I go, guys, speaking of kids, I go, guys, do you know that God loves you no matter what? And they're both sucking their thumbs and exhausted in the bag. Guys, do you know that God loves you no matter what? And our little neighbor boy says, yeah. And then my son from the back goes, yeah, 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 he does. Really? God loves you no matter what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They believe it because there's no barriers that they've set up. Do you believe that? because some of you are still trying to find love everywhere else. The primary source of your love is not going to be your spouse. It's not going to be your cute kids. It's not even going to be anybody here at church. It's not going to be being busy for God. It's knowing deep down inside, does God love you no matter what? Oh, yeah. And it doesn't matter what kind of week I've had. It doesn't matter if I feel like I'm a very good Christian or if I've let God down recently. These kids just receive it. I'll be honest with you, I don't always believe it. I don't always feel like, man, if, if, you know, if I was just a little bit better husband or if I was a little better dad or if I had a little bit more success at work, then I'd be okay. These kids know they're okay. The song we sang this week, I can be confident I can be confident because my identity is rooted in Christ. Do you know that? Do you know that God loves you? And you can pray to him on Fridays. Just remember that. So 
So I could go on and on and on and on. I could tell you about this and I could tell you, and, and, but we want you to experience it. So we put together a short little video that we call the VBS Week in Review. Let's take a look. Give God praise for a great week. Praise God, praise God. And to think, you know, watching after all that, like, yeah, we're exhausted, but I just think to myself, to think we would have missed it. To think that for some of you, you would have thought, you know, I got other summer plans, or maybe there's something more important in my schedule, or that's way outside of my church box. Life is way too short to be lived without passion. And so it'd be very easy for us to say, that's it. Wash our hands clean. That's, you know, it's VBS for another year. Great, we had a big old party. Now we can move on and go back to our serious, normal adult lives. It'd be very easy to say that. The problem is, that's not what Jesus did. That's not how Jesus did ministry. In fact, in John chapter 1, the Gospel of John, verse 14, it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Let me translate for you. Jesus moved into the neighborhood and stayed. Jesus moved into the neighborhood and didn't leave. Which means that, yes, ministry is about big events and big old Jesus parties like we had, but ministry, particularly here in the city, is also about moving into the streets and developing relationships long-term and not leaving these kids. They're not leaving the neighborhood, so why should we, as a church, leave the neighborhood? Jesus' own words in uh, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, says, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The harvest is plentiful in, in, in those days, meaning the crops, but Jesus was speaking of something deeper. And for our purposes here today, he's speaking of children's hearts, the hundreds and thousands of them that live just right around here, these couple miles right around our building. How are they going to know that Jesus loves them if we just do this once a year? I mean, is, is we just closing the curtains and it's done for another year? Thankful that Jesus not only gives us here in Luke 10 our mission, but he gives us a strategy, a two-part strategy, which is very simple. And it goes like this. Go. Everybody say go. go. And everybody say stay. stay. Go and stay. First of all, Jesus says, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. To give you a picture of what this looks like, as we were thinking about this, all the different scenarios and situations that we find kids in these days in our community. If you think about it, these couple circles, this inner circle represents all the kids that are already here. You saw half or a fourth of the VBS kids up here on stage. There's more at our second service, more last night. They, they're here. That's great. And they're experiencing that love and that joy. But there's also, we know, thousands of kids in our community in that next ring out that if invited, that they would maybe Come. Kids are great at inviting. We do this every single week called Hope Kids. One dad came up to me and said, wow, this was an amazing week. Man, I, I don't want to have to wait till next year. And I go, you don't have to. We do it every single week, and it's called Hope Kids. These kids would come if invited, and yet this week we learned that there's actually kids that are a little farther out, that the thought of hasn't even crossed their mind that I could come and experience what I saw this week at VBS every single week because of financial difficulties, because of family situations and struggles. Thought hasn't even crossed their mind. Who's going to go to those kids? 
And they all have different struggles and situations. And we had kids all over the board this week. We had kids that we kicked, picked up on the bus and we learned our lesson last year. They have a really hard time paying attention if they haven't ate in over 24 hours. And so we feed them a meal every single week. They have different needs than the kids that we see here every single week. And praise God that we're blessed in that way. But not, not every kid has that situation. All these kids have different situations, but there's one thing that they have in common. They're God's kids. And so the kid that's out here, it's not a statistic. They're not X's. This is a diagram. And I can't encapsulate the, my, my passion for this for you on a whiteboard. But this kid is just as important as the kid that's here every single week in our Sunday school. They matter because they are God's kids. How are we going to reach them? Once a year, having a big old party? Well, that's a start. But it's got to be more than that. We've got to go to where they are. Everybody say go. go. But then we also stay. If we read on in what Jesus is saying, and when he sends out people to his evangelism strategy, essentially he says, stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. Stay there, Jesus says. Everybody loves to do mission. It's one thing to go, and it's another thing to stay. And because of our presence here in the city, we have the unique opportunity to stay. Everybody wants to go. Very few people are willing to stay. And we saw that and the importance of that, of being there and staying in Hope Kids, staying in our programs that we do during the week. We had a, I was talking to a boy that experienced VBS this past week, and you know, we go all out, lights and sounds and shutting the lights off and flashing music and lights and every, just everything, we go all out. And I asked him, what was your favorite part? And I thought he'd say, you know, the skits, you know, because they're pretty awesome, and the music or the dancing or whatever, all the things he could say, what was your favorite thing? And he looked up at his two male leaders, grown men, his shepherds for the week. What was your favorite part? And he looked up and he said, I don't know, just hanging out with these guys. They didn't do anything fancy. They didn't do anything special. They were present. Because for these kids, they can't be what they can't see. And if every week they're coming here, particularly, we know that a lot of them aren't getting it in the home. But if they're coming here and they don't see any men that are passionate about Jesus, they're going to grow up thinking, well, that must be a female thing. And trust me, it's both. We want men and women that are passionate role models of Jesus Christ. But I just wanted you to hear that story. It has nothing to do with the show. It has everything to do with relationships. They can't be what they can't see, and yet it doesn't stop there. There are unique circumstances. We stay. If you're interested in helping out with Hope Kids, our children's ministry leader, Jamie, is going to be right up here after the kids sing after the service today. I would love for you to come up and talk to her once a month. Go hang out with some kids. They're not a distraction from the main thing. They are the main thing. Every week we do that. And every week we also do a program called Wiz Kids. Hope Kids is for right in here. Wiz Kids is for these kids up here that may never step inside of a church building unless they're invited in. And we invite them in every Thursday night. We started this, we did it last year, and we're going to do it again. And we had a lot of these same kids from our neighborhood that a lot of people have just written off and said, well, those are the troublemaker kids. 
Those are the kids that have no discipline, so we don't want them in our church program. Well, you know what? We'll be the church for everybody else then. We'll be the church for everybody that nobody else wants. Amen? We'll take them. And it was hard. (laughs) But how do they know how to be disciplined if they've never been disciplined, right? And it's hard. We don't do ministry because it's easy. I hope you're not here because it's easy. I hope you're here because you want to see people's lives changed. And we did have to discipline, and some of them we had to ask to leave for a while and to go towards the end of one day. And you would have thought, oh man, they're never going to come back. They hate you guys. They're probably just writing you off. Never going to show up here again. Terrible experience. Probably just ruined your whole week. So we asked these kids to leave. We're disciplining them with tough love that they're not getting anywhere else. And lo and behold, they're riding away in the bus. And what are they doing? They're waving their crafts, their Jesus team flags out the window, singing at the top of their lungs, faith, hope, love, faith, hope, love. Love and discipline, they never get that anywhere else. We're planting seeds for eternity. And we want you to be a part of that. And so we do Wiz Kids. If you're interested in that, it's on Thursday nights. We're going to have an interest meeting coming up in just a couple weeks on Wednesday the 17th. And we would encourage you to check that out. Write that down. Wednesday, August 17th, if you're interested in learning more about WizKids. We go and then we stay. The question is, not will we go, but where's God calling you? Where's God calling you? And I was thinking, like, how do I, it's a chart, like, how do I convey the importance of this message, of how important kids are? And I was, this past uh, couple days, I was flipping through all the pictures and videos that everybody took this week, and there's hundreds of them, and so I'm going, on my computer, and I'm scrolling through, and all of a sudden, pop, this one comes up. And that's my boy at his first VBS in his t-shirt that he wore to bed every single night that he ate in every day that he wore for six days straight. Make it seven today. And I was thinking about that and thinking about there is nothing that I would not do for him to experience God's love. I will do anything for the rest of his life to remind him just how much God loves him. And then it hit me. Maybe the love that I have for him, learning how to use his scissors there for the first time, maybe the love that I have for him is just a fraction of the love that God has for this kid and every kid. God loves these kids so much. He's looking for the church to tell them. Will you be that kind of church? He loves you so much. Now it's time to give it away. Not just once one week a year. It's who we are. So as if you needed one more reminder, let's crank the cuteness factor up again and let's bring these kids back in. And they're going to share with you one more song. And as they come up... You know, we do a lot of fast songs and we jump around and we get wild and crazy, but let them just remind you one more time what's truly important. And this one we do every year is in sign language and the kids just get it. And so they're going to come on up and we're going to do a little bit slower song because we can worship God, you know, in a lot of different ways. And so they're going to tell you what VBS is all about, what this church is all about. And we pray the love of God that you know in your hearts. 
take it away, you guys. <laughs>